You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Yeah, welcome to church. Welcome somebody beside you. Tell them you're welcome. Amen. Wonderful. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. And before we go into the word, how many people want a testimony? You like testimonies? Testimonies make Jesus famous. Hallelujah. They show his greatness. They show that he is alive. They prove that our God is not dead. Amen. Amen. He is alive. Turn to your neighbor and say, He is alive. alive. Amen. Yeah, He's not dead, He's alive. So I called on Pamela. Please come, come. And this woman is full of miracles. (laughs) Good morning again, saints. was testifying last week, if you remember, about miraculous protection, but popcorn, right? So I'm back. Um, It's a bit twofold, but I'll try to make it very quick. At the end of last year, Pastor Uba shared a message um, titled, Do It Again, Lord. I don't know if you remember it. I received that word as Rhema. But at the moment that she was speaking, I thought, yo, Lord, um, it's not possible. Oh, okay. Let me, let me say it like this. In, in a few years back, I had gotten, um, miraculous provision, a miraculous supply, or a miracle of debt, uh, cancellation. So when she preached that message, it came to me immediately that this is what God wants to do for me again. And I thought, no, Pam, sit down and write down your budget and sort out your things yourself. But I believed God, I received the word as Rhema, and I ran with it. Um, and so at the end of last year, God spoke to me about the church, and he said he was going, there was going to be a financial release in the house. So when we came on the first, um, and the pastor spoke about um, the burglary, I was hurt, but I was also excited at the same time, because um, I felt, well, if the enemy is coming, we're going to come, right? So um, there was a, a week... A few weeks after, a, pl- a pledge that we had to, I don't know if you remember, but the pastor said, let's, let's make a pledge toward the equipment. And I remember sitting on my chair thinking, Ish, I don't have it. January is doing the things. But <laughs> I'm just going to write something reasonable for the end of January. Then God said, no, multiply that. And I thought, Lord, I have to do something that's in my power. <laughs> um... So Anelia passed out the papers and she even gave me a pen and I'm thinking, can this woman just sit down? I'll come back next week and I'll deal with my disobedience at home and I'll come back next week with a piece of paper. But I wrote down a number and I knew it was the wrong number so I wrote down the correct one. I folded the paper and I put it in the basket. And um, last, well, last week or this week, uh, I received a miracle of debt cancellation once again. Um, Amen. So it's just to encourage us, saints, that God is doing something. And for me, in 2023, my weapon is obedience. In my holster, if I had a, in my holster, I've got yes, locked and loaded. Anytime God has a request of me, my answer is yes. So I thank the Lord. He's great. Amen. Amen. How many people want miracles of debt cancellation? Are you sure? Well, you heard it. Amen. It starts with obedience. It starts with obedience. I believe in God for one million rands for those equipment. Okay, so if God says you should write that check, just do it quickly. Hallelujah. 
beat somebody else to it. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is in this house. And you are going to see things that will blow your mind. Amen. You're going to hear testimonies that will sound unreal. Testimonies that will sound like they're fabricated. Because we're entering into uh, logic-defying defying miracles. Somebody say logic-defying. Yes. Miracles that will, will rattle your mind. When you try to understand it, it doesn't make sense. Your brain will say, no, this is not real. Hallelujah. So you tell your brain, you stay there. We have entered, we have transitioned into a realm that you have to catch up. We're not waiting for you. I'm not waiting for my brain. Hallelujah. I'm going ahead of my brain. My brain will catch up with time. (laughs) It will catch up with time. Amen. So that's where we're going. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're excited about it. But I know whom I believe. Hallelujah. I'm fully persuaded. Hallelujah. So these these are exciting times. These are exciting times. We're going to see things. There are some things God has told me about. I'm telling you, it's hard to imagine. Do you understand? It is hard to imagine. But when God says it, your imagination needs to catch up. You understand? Yeah. It has to catch up. So... um, You know, last week we were talking about the mind being the valve that regulates. Hmm? And I'm telling you, I don't know if you've had time to go back to that message. I was listening to it this morning and I'm like, God, I hope, I hope your people got it. I hope we got it. Look at me. Come on. Stop looking back. Okay. Okay. I hope we get it. Because God is more eager to do great and mighty things in your life. A lot of the things happening in your life are not giving glory to God. They're not giving glory to God. You know, But God wants to change the equation. So you need to be also ready to go with God. Amen. You need to be ready to go with God. Spend a lot of time feeding your mind with the right stuff. Otherwise you will be limited. If you don't feed your mind with the word of God, you won't have the capacity to receive what God is releasing. You see? So this morning, I want to share with us on what I call breaking the molds of limitation. Okay, there are molds of limitation that have been placed upon our lives. We might not know it. You might not know it, but I am telling you, there are molds around your mind that are limiting you. They are limiting your capacity to walk in the dimension God has for you. 
They are. So, it is important for us to pay keen attention to the Word of God. I want to look, I want us to go to um, 1 Corinthians. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says in verse 9, But as it is written, I has not seen. Come on. Nor ear heard. Nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. How many people love him in this house? Come on, wave your hand. If you love Jesus, you love the Lord. Okay. So if you love him, you qualify. You qualify for certain realities. But these realities are beyond imagination. These realities are beyond. Even your vision is limited. What you have imagined, what you have envisioned is limited compared to what God has prepared for you. He says, I has not seen. I has not seen. In other words, nobody has had a vision of what God has prepared for you. (laughs) Yes. Even you have not seen it yet. Okay. So sometimes the enemy shows you a picture of doom and gloom. And you think that that is the real thing. No. It is not. The enemy is a master at showing false images. He's a master at painting the wrong picture. He's a master at lying to you about your life. He's a master at lying to you about your future. He is a master at lying to you about God. He's a master. But you see, what God has for you, he doesn't even know. He cannot access the mind of God for you. Do you understand me? He doesn't have the capacity, he doesn't have the equipment, he doesn't have the technology to get into the mind of God to know what God has for you. What you need to focus on is loving God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. Some of us don't love him enough. Sorry to say. There are things he has prepared for those who love him. So in other words, God is looking into the heart of people. How much love do you have for me? (laughs) Do you know God loves every one of us, but not every one of us love him. God loves the whole world, but the world doesn't love him. You see? Yeah. God's love for you is unconditional. He'll never stop loving you. But your love for Him is what will give you access. Do you understand? It's your love for Him that will give you access 
to the unimaginable. It's your love for him. So you are limited, you are restricted. The greatest restriction upon your life is your, the limitation of your love for him. You see? So we need to work on our love work. <laughs> so neighbor, it's time to work on your love work. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. You need to love him. Why? The, your love for him lays things for you. Your love for him creates certain opportunities for you. Your love for him creates certain experiences for you. Your love for him creates certain realities. That's why it says love is the greatest. Love is the greatest. Why is it the greatest? It takes you into the unimaginable. It takes you into the supernatural. It takes you into the extraordinary. Yeah. Your love for God. My goodness. I can show you several things in scripture that love qualifies you for. He said, well, you know, Jesus has done it for me. You know, so it's not by works. It's not by works. It's by love. Because works without love is not acceptable. So even your works need to be motivated by love. Do you understand me? Your service needs to be motivated by love. If you love him, there are things you will do for him because you love him. When you love someone, there is no sacrifice. There is no sacrifice that is too much. Am I correct? Yeah. That's why it wasn't too hard for it wasn't hard, in fact it wasn't hard for Jesus to go to the cross. It wasn't hard. Why? Love. It says, Greater love has no man than this. That for a man to lay down his life for a friend. So sacrifice. It's a demonstration of love. Amen. That's what Jesus showed us. But there are some people that are sacrificing, you know, to please people, sacrificing to, you know, all of that is not love. When you say, I love you so much, what can I give? Hmm? There's a song we should sing. It says, what shall I render? Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I, I, I love you so much. What, what, what shall I render to you? What do you want? Look into my life. What is there? What is there for you? What is there? There's nothing too much. You see. But when we don't love him, the simplest things are difficult. The simplest things. When you don't love, you can't go the extra mile. When you don't love, it's always about, it's, if it's not convenient, you won't do it. But when you love, even when it is not convenient, you do it happily. You do it with joy. Hallelujah. You sacrifice with joy. Imagine Abraham laying down Isaac on the altar. And he takes a knife with joy. He's going to kill that boy. That's love. That's true love. Love is not a feeling. Do you think he felt like doing that? I don't know any father that would feel like doing that. You see? 
So, but the world has deceived us thinking that love is feelings. Oh, I have butterflies in my stomach, so I guess this is love. Ah! <laughs> Follow the butterflies and you will be amazed at where you will end up. Yeah. Butterfly is not... In fact, that butterfly feeling, it has a lifespan. Yeah. At most, when it gets to two years, it's finished. It's dead. Dead on arrival. Yeah. It's, 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 it flew away. It's like a butterfly. Yeah. Then after that, you know, you see people say, oh, you know, I thought I was in love. I, I mean, I used to love this person and now, you know, I'm, I don't love the person anymore. Love never fails. So what was that? Butterflies, not love. Yeah, butterfly. Oh, this is my soulmate. Huh? Soulmate? Okay. You don't know where those statements came from. That's why. That's why you are using them. You don't know the genesis of those kind of statements. They were engineered. I don't want to tell you the history of it. Yeah. It's, it's not from God. <laughs> it's not from God. But it's, Hollywood has made it popular, so you think. And whatever comes from Hollywood is biblical. Ha! <laughs> no ways. <laughs> In fact, that everybody is saying it doesn't make it right. Hallelujah. Read your Bible, then you know the truth. You won't be deceived if you read your Bible. But if you don't read your Bible, they will deceive you. They will deceive you. And before you know it, they have conditioned you for limitation. Yeah. They will condition you for limitation. They will condition you for the ordinary life. Meanwhile, we're talking about a supernatural life. But then the conditioning is so ordinary. So you've just been living an ordinary life, depending on your strength, depending on your wisdom, that's all. And thank God for strength, thank God for wisdom, thank God for skill, thank God for all those things. But how do you access the things that I have not seen? The things that ear has not heard. And the things that have not even entered into the heart of a man. How do you access them? So there is a way. There is a way to do that. It starts with loving God. It starts with loving God. Loving God is more powerful than you think. It's more powerful than you think. It will bring more security to your life than you think. I'm telling you this. Loving God will protect you more than you think. Loving God will preserve you more than you think. Loving God will give you access to encounters more than you think. You can be praying and praying and praying, but if you don't love Him, there is what God will not, He will not show you. There are things He won't show you. And you'll be living by guesswork. And you don't want to live your life like that. Life is too... You know, the world is getting so dark. It's getting more evil. The Bible says the days are evil. So the days are evil. So you need more than the natural. 
You need more than your, your smartness. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, but the starting point is loving God. Let me just show you something free of charge in Psalm 91. I know you like Parcella. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at that. Psalm 91, verse 14. Are you there? Okay, let's read it together. Verse 14. In fact, let's read it from 14 to 16. Psalm 91. Okay, one, two, three. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. How many people want that? Love him. Many people want to claim this, but they don't love him. Can you see? It says, because he has done what? Set his love upon me. In other words, you have programmed your heart. Hallelujah. You have programmed your heart. You have set it on him. You have set it. So it's a setting. Come on. Somebody say it's a setting. Hallelujah. There's a spiritual setting. That will put you in a constant realm of the unimaginable. Set your love upon it. You need to love God more than you love anybody. You need to love God more than you love your friends. You need to love God more than you love your family. You need to love God more than you love yourself. Hallelujah. You need to love him more than you love money. You need to love him more than you love life. Set your love upon him. That has the power to break molds of limitation. That has the power to break barriers. Hallelujah. It has the power to break boundaries. But many of us need to grow in this area. We need to grow in this area. In fact, all of us need to grow in this area. Yeah. Myself included. I'm constantly working on my love for him. Because I discovered that. That gives me access First of all, it gives me access to his heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. What else? Huh? The Bible says, if a man's ways be pleasing to the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. So I'm busy loving God and you're busy hating me. Huh. You know that some people don't even... Some people will be angry at you because you are loving God. Your love for God is offensive to some people. And then because the, some people have not set their love upon him, they now want to apologize for loving God. I refuse to apologize. For loving Jesus. He laid his life down for me. Yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to see miracles, but we need to love him more than miracles. Yeah. Do you understand me? Yeah. Love him more than miracles. You're going to see miracles. You're going to see mind-blowing miracles. Yeah. But you need to love him more than this. 
He comes to Peter. Peter, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? Amazing. Love is powerful. So when you see here that he says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore, (laughs) I will deliver him. So can you see that some deliverances, some miracles of deliverance are because of God's love and because of our love for God. Can you see that? Yeah. I will set him on high. How many people want to be promoted? Then love him. You want to break those limitations in your career. You want to break limitations over your business. Set your love on him. He will lift you on high. Hallelujah. He will lift you on high. Set your love upon him. Yes. God. Turn to your neighbor. Say, God is going to set you on high. In fact, say, God is setting you on high. Amen. As you love him, he's setting you on high. As you love him, he is setting you on high. One day he spoke to Joshua. He said, Joshua, he says, today I'm going to elevate you before the people. In other words, Joshua, I'm impressed with your obedience. Today, I'm impressed with your love for me. Today, I'm going to set you on high. Come on. There is a time that God steps in and says, okay, it's time for your elevation. It's time for your promotion. When God promotes you, guess what? He doesn't need anybody's permission. He just does it. Hallelujah. He just does it. Look at what he did to Joseph. Look at, look at what he did to Josh, Joseph for God's sake. Oh my goodness. Look at that. Mrs. Potiphar thought she had the power. She thought she had the power. And she said, because, because you won't compromise. Hmm? Because you, you've, you've despised me like this. I'm going to make sure you rot in jail. Framed him. Accused him. And he was locked. Was locked up. Right there in jail. But you know what? God was still looking at the heart of Joseph. In jail. He looked, he saw there's no hatred in his heart. He has forgiven Potiphar a long time ago. He has forgiven Mrs. Potiphar a long time ago. And God is still looking. Giving him more time. Because the devil will come and say, Can you see what they did to you? Don't forgive them, oh. Hey. <laughs> you, you don't deserve this. Look at even God is letting you down. You, you, your, your righteousness has sent you to jail. God is not even there to defend you. Look at you. You are still loving him. He said, can you imagine? Look at all these criminals. They deserve to be here. But you, you don't. Why is God not delivering you if he truly loved you? Joseph did not allow that in his heart. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible is not saying that. I'm just, you know, you understand my sanctified imagination is working. (laughs) You know? So, and Joseph is, his heart is pure. And he's loving his fellow prison mates. You know, if it's some of, <laughs> if it's some people, my goodness, you'll be bitter at everybody there. 
You allow it to eat you up. But no, not Joseph. Instead, he was, he was even encouraging the people there. He was encouraging them. To the point that they promoted him in prison. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Senior prisoner. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then they have dreams and Joseph is saying, I can help you. You see, that gift could not have operated if his heart was not right. Hmm? Yeah. So what limits you? It's also your heart. That's why you need to pay attention to what goes on inside here. Hmm? Pay attention. And you see that the enemy will anoint some people to come and intentionally offend you and try to help you to become bitter. So you need to know how to deal with that. Hallelujah. Because there's nobody on earth that is perfect. Just like you are not. There are times you mistakenly step on somebody. So what do you do? You, what do you expect? For them to forgive you, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. You expect that, right? When you make a mistake, you expect people to forgive you, right? But then, do you remember to forgive them? When they are the ones that make the mistake. <laughs> Somebody once said, um, I think it was Ed, Ed Cole. He said, we judge people by their actions, but we expect them to judge us by our intentions. Yeah, double standards. So when they do something, you boom, quickly. But then when you do something, you are saying, but my heart, in my heart, that was not how, what I had in my heart. I didn't mean it that way. So you want them to understand. Even though they cannot see your heart. Okay? But then, when it comes to your turn. Hmm. Yeah. So because Joseph set his love upon the Lord, the Lord set him on high. You see? You see? Yeah. There are things that I have not seen. Mrs. Potiphar, if she knew that Joseph would become her boss, <laughs> she would not have done that. But you see, people don't know. When the enemy stares them up, they, they can't see. They don't know. So they're doing it in ignorance. Do you, do, do you know, that's why Jesus prayed on the cross, Father, forgive them. They don't know. They're doing it, but they don't know. And sometimes that's how I pray for people. I, they don't know the implications of what they're doing. It's like the people that stole from us. They don't know. If they knew, they would not do it. Do you understand? So how did we pray for them? We prayed for them to encounter God. That God would be merciful to them. Because if, if God should allow the consequences of what they did to fully descend on them, they will not recover for life. Do you understand? There are some things you don't do. There are some people you don't even touch. There are some places you don't try certain things. Do you understand? Yeah, because the, the, the God that is working. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine, he's a, he's, he's a pastor in the U.S. He had something similar, you know, that happened. <laughs> Somebody just cleared everything. All their equipment. 
This guy was so upset. And he knew the person that was behind that. So he tried to talk to the person. The person refused. The person kept denying. So he now prayed. <laughs> I'm not going to pray some prayers. Do you understand? He now prayed a prayer. My goodness. I don't even want to tell you what he prayed. Anyway, to cut this long story short, the guy is no more. Now, why would I pray that? I don't know. I mean, I'm not better than my friend, but I'm just saying that there's a way you pray when God answers. Because, you see, you don't know the power we have with God. You don't know. You know the power you have with God? You don't even know. You don't even know what Jesus has done and the access he has given you to the Father and the power of that access. You don't know. Your eye have not seen. You, you don't know. You have no eye. There's some prayer. We pr- if we pray some prayers, Kola Baha, even the devil will be, he'll be running, looking for where to hide. Do you understand? Yeah. But because the love of God. Somebody say the love of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So, we love God more than things. Okay? Love God more than things. Don't love things more than God. Love God more than things. And your life will be better. There are things he has prepared for those who love him. You know? In fact, at the end of that verse, he says that with long life will I satisfy him. How many people want to live long? You want to live long? Love God. You have to love. This thing will save you. Many heartaches. It will, it will help you in ways you never even imagined. It will help you. There are things that we don't even, we don't even see spiritually because our love level is still low. So there are certain dimensions God hasn't started opening to you yet. Why? Your love level. You, your, you need to graduate to a higher level of love. Okay? And that would help you. That will open certain treasures to you. I'm telling you, this is real. Let me show you something else. Look at Psalm 25. Even though he's talking about the fear of the Lord, but I want you to know that one of the secrets to walking with God and loving God is learning to fear Him. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Verse 14. Look at what it says. Are we there? Let's read it. One, two, three. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear Him. And He will show them His covenant. Hallelujah. He will show them. There are things God wants to show you. There are things I have not seen. But He wants to show you. Amen. He wants to show you. When you start loving God more, you say, Pastor, how can I love God? Very simple. In fact, it's so simple. You need you need someone to complicate it for you. you. You start loving God, number one, by desiring to please Him. 
Okay? You start loving God by obeying Him. Jesus said, if you love me, you will do the things that I say. You start paying attention. That's why loving God and the fear of the Lord, they are closely related. Because the, law, the fear of the Lord will not, will not allow you to displease Him. Okay? So loving God will make you to try to please Him. Do you understand? You will now start living to please Him. You will t- spend time with Him. Make time to be with God. Then it will help you to grow in love and in intimacy with Him. Spend time with His Word. Start falling in love with His Word. Let the Bible not just become a book of information. Let it become a love letter. Let it become a love letter to you. Okay? You read that. And when you read that, you start picturing it. You start meditating on it. Meditate on that. It will help you. Spend time just to worship Him. It's part of loving Him. It's part of loving Him. Worship is actually, is, 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 is part of intimacy with God. That's what worship is. So some people don't, don't like worship. In fact, I see some people come to church, they just time after worship. They're just coming for the word. Yeah. I guess it's the level of their understanding. It's okay. That's what satisfies you. At least you're getting the word. (laughs) And you're in church. That's good. But I want you to know that everything we do is intentional. Okay? When it's time to worship Him, it's time to pour your heart. It's time to pour your devotion. It's time to pour your your, um, adoration. Your worship to Him. Your love to Him. That's what we do in worship. That's what we do in worship. So when you do that, it, it starts touching His heart. You know that of all the prayers we're praying, we're praying for God to do something. Is that not so? But you see, when you come to worship, you're not asking God to do anything. That's the time that you are now giving to Him. You see, you are now giving to Him. When you worship Him, you are giving Him your love. You are giving Him His worth. You know, worship, worth-ship, worth. You are giving Him His worth when you worship Him. He loves that. He's not asking for much from you. He's giving you everything. Giving you all things that pertain to life and godliness. All he's saying is, love me. All he's saying is, love me. So even when you make mistakes, he doesn't kill you when you make mistakes. Why? He's waiting for you to love him. He that is forgiving much, loves much. So he has forgiven you so much. And he's expecting your response to his forgiveness to be love. You see? Yeah. He's expecting us. Why is he forgiving us of all the bad, 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 bad things? Why? He wants us to respond in love. We've broken his heart many times. Many times. But yet, he's still loving us. And all he's asking is, love the Lord with all your heart. Not part of your heart. All of it. Not 95% of your heart. Not 98%. 100% of your heart. That's what he wants. That's all he wants. And when you start living like that, I'm telling you, it starts opening doors for you. It starts doing things you didn't even ask for. You know, there's a level of, of manifestation that is beyond what you ask. But it's linked to love. Turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Are you learning something? 
Is this helping you? You need to love God this year more than you've ever loved Him. Okay? Yes. May the Lord forgive us for the times we fail to love Him as we should. Now, this is Paul praying for the church of Ephesus. Powerful prayer. From 14, he says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. All right? That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted. Somebody say rooted. And grounded. Say grounded. In love. Can you see that? Being rooted and grounded in love. You, you want to flow in the realm of the spirit. In the supernatural things. In the unimaginable dimensions of glory but the root that will stabilize your life is love can you see that you want to break the molds that have kept you on the earth realm and you want to go beyond the earth realm you need to work on your root come on turn to your neighbor say neighbor work on your root system Hallelujah. It's time to work on your root system. Work on the root. Your, the root. Love. Love is the root. My goodness. So when you get it right there, there's no height you cannot attain. You see. So many people, many times we are, we are occupying ourselves with you're looking for shortcuts, easy this and that and that to get there. Just do this one. I'm telling you. <laughs> this is the Bible truth. <laughs> Amen. Yes. And then he says, you may be able to comprehend with all the saints. What is the width? The length? The depth? And height. And to know the love of Christ. Hallelujah. Can you see love again? To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Do you want to experience what blows the minds of people? With, that passes the knowledge of humanity. That passes the knowledge, the education of man and all of that. The wisdom of man. You want to walk in that. This, this is the root. Is the root system that will take you Amen. to that level. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you may know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How many people want to be filled with the fullness of God? Amen. Come on. Yes. We want to be filled with the fullness of God. When you are filled with the fullness of God, you know what? There are things that God does. That will be flowing out of your life. You'll be doing, you'll be operating like God. How about that? Yes. Jesus says, I and my father are one. Now, you need to go beyond your religious thinking about that statement. I and my father are one. Now, that oneness is not just, okay, yes, he and God are one. Yes. That's a son of God. Now, as son of man, is he and the father not one? Yes, he was. Why? So that you and I can also be one with the father. Amen. Hallelujah. As men can be one with God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he that is joined, joined to God is one. One spirit. Glory to God. So, your, your union with Christ makes you one with God. Now, if you are one with God, that is a setup for the unimaginable. 
Can you see that? That is a setup for miracles flowing through your life. That is a setup. That is a divine arrangement. That's why I said, look, your, your mind can't even conceive all that Jesus has done for you. So stop seeing yourself like every other person. You're not like every other person. You're, not everybody is one with God. So I refuse to commonize what Jesus has done for me. I refuse. I refuse to allow any situation or anybody, I don't care who it is, to commonize the power of what Jesus has made available to me. I refuse that. And that's why we're going to do the unimaginable. That's why we're going to defy logic. Hallelujah. But we just need to work on the root system. So when the root system is good. I mean, okay, look at it this way. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. It can't even get more clearer than that. He is the vine, we are the branches. He is the head, we are the body. How, how, um, how else can you explain that? It's, it, it's plain. But you see, we have been conditioned to, to be detached in our thinking. We are detached from Christ. We are detached from God. And so there is God here and then we are here. No! He is the vine, I am the branch. What flows in the vine flows in me. Hallelujah! What, what the head is eating is flowing into me. Yeah! Come on! It's, it's not a head going up, walking up all over the place and leaving the body. Have you ever seen such a monster? No! Yeah. So he is the head. We are the body. Hallelujah. The same power that is in the head is in the body. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Hallelujah. The fullness of God is in Jesus. And we are his body. We are his expression on the earth. We are his living expression. So, if Jesus did it, you can do it. You can do it. Amen. Come on. Amen. Just make sure your root system is solid. Amen. 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 So that's why you can't be playing church and you know and then begin to expect the unimaginable. It's not going to happen. It is, the root system must be intact. You love him. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to love him more and more and more. Amen. Yes. Amen. Now look at, look at, let's read verse 20. You will love verse 20. Come on. Amen. Are we there? Amen. Verse 20. Let's read together. One, two, three. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all, abundantly, Above all that you ask or think, according to the power that works where? Hallelujah. Can you see? This is the root system of the unimaginable. Yeah. People miss it when they are looking for miracles. Jesus says, an evil and an adulterous, adulterous generation seeks after signs. We're not seeking after signs. Hallelujah. We are working on our root system. Come on. Say, I'm working on my root system. Yeah, my love. I've set my love upon him. And I'm going to make it stronger. Hallelujah. It's nothing that's going to make me to become mad at God. For what? For what? Somebody that had a death sentence and deserved to go to hell. And God sent his son to die for you. Oh, yes, 
and rescue you, translated you from the kingdom of darkness to his, the kingdom of his son. My goodness. After that, if he did nothing, he's done enough. Are you following? So let's stop this nonsense of getting angry and mad at God. Let's stop it. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop it, stop it. It's not good. Amen. Yeah. So let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. As we love him, he brings us to a place of the unimaginable. He brings us to a place and he begins, he begins to show us things. He begins to do things. There is a power that is now unlocked within us. Hallelujah. Start loving again. That's why he told the church of Ephesus. He says, you have left your first love. He says, repent. Repent. Go back to your... Go back to the love relationship we had before. The, the kind of love that we used to have before. You have walked away from it. You have been so blessed that you, the blessing has taken you away from him. Come on. What is that? Go back. Go back to that place. So you go back to that place. But then you now grow from that place. And if you don't love him enough, ask him to help you. May the Lord work in our hearts. Help us to love Him. You want to, we want to break the mold. You want to break the limitations around you. Over your life. All of that. Loving God is the greatest thing you can ever do. It's the greatest thing you can do. If you can love Him more, if you can love him as you should, maybe you love him a little. Increase your love. Let it get intense. Let it get intense. Let it become real, tangible. Love Jesus to a point that he will start shedding tears when he sees you. When he hears your voice, he will start getting excited. Love him to a point that you actually show yourself to be someone that can do anything for him. And he will say, I know my daughter. He will say, I know my son. So when Satan comes to accuse and to say certain things, he will tell Satan, you don't know. You don't know. I can see the love in this person's heart. Father, help us. Do a work in our hearts, oh God. Break the limits. Lord God, the enemy has done so much to limit our love for you. To limit our passion for you. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Help us. Help us. Our love for you become unstoppable. Let our love for you become something that cannot be contained. My Lord, do a work in every heart here. Do a work. Even those watching online, oh God, do a work. Let your love, your love. Oh Father, thank you. We love you because you first loved us. We will see the unimaginable. We will see the things that eye has not seen. We will hear the things that ears have not heard. We will experience the things that hearts have not even perceived because of our love for you. Help us, oh God. I ask for a cleansing. Lord, cleanse, wash every single person 
the washing of water by your word. Let your word cleanse your people. Let your word purify your people. Let your word, oh God, wash away every contaminant. Lord God, everyone that needs a detox, a spiritual detox, Lord God, I just ask for that now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Whatever blocks our capacity to love you, whatever limits our capacity to love you, let it be removed right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We, love, we want to love you deeply. We want to love you more and more, more and more. Love you more than even we love life. My God. Some of us have been guilty of loving life more than you. The giver of life. What a travesty. Lord, my God, have mercy upon us. That our love for you will increase from now on. From now on. Let it pour, oh God, over your people. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Our time is gone. But before we go, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to get born again, or maybe you drifted away and you want to, you want to make a fresh start, if you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Anybody? Raise your hand. Okay, I see that hand. God bless you. I see that. I see another hand there. God bless you. I see those hands. All right, say this after me. And those watching online as well, I give you this opportunity. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Come into my heart, Jesus. Make me a brand new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Do a deep work in me. Make me a brand new person. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive your kingdom into my heart. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, I pray for these ones. I ask your kingdom. I ask for the new creation, the reality of the new creation to dawn upon them. Let your kingdom start manifesting in their lives. I break the power of the enemy. I break every limitation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let them fall in love with you more intensely, more deeply. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.